0: Hi, I'm Hannah Norris, and this is my husband,
1: Carl Donnelly.
0: And we have a new podcast for you. It's called the Keith Cheggers Podcast, and it's about pregnancy because that is what's happening in our lives right now. And
1: inside your belly.
0: Yeah. So we are recording weekly episodes throughout the course of my pregnancy, talking to each other and interesting and funny guests that we have on about their experiences with pregnancy so we can work out a bit more about what the hell is happening and what is coming up for us. So tune in, subscribe. And have a listen to the Keith Cheggers podcast. Bye. Bye. GreatBigOwl.com The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Now it's time for us all to decide who we are.
1: We fight for the right to listen to
0: Crime Club now Have you asked of yourself what the price you might
1: pay? Would you prefer your tank top in black, blue or grey? The wrongings
0: of the world grow wronger
1: day by day
0: Crime,
1: a truly awful act Club, a place for boys and girls Crime, confess confess your
0: sins sins to Jack Jack. Club, he'll show them them to the world
2: The person who takes medicine must recover twice once from the disease and once from the medicine I'm Jack Beaumont, a.k.a. Hideous Kinky, a.k.a. the operations manager formerly known as Length Mohammed. That quote was by a bloke called William Osner Me neither. B-Cups, for such is the name of today's study in deviance, regularly failed to keep his drug use to the bare minimum and went mad for a period. Let's hear from him
1: now. Oi, 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 First time I went, I think I, I had psychosis for like eight, about seven months. What is it like having psychosis? What does that mean? Well, I had like stuff in my vision that wasn't, it was like weird sort of like translucent. It, it, was, it was basically like everything was fuzzier. So it was almost like a white noise layer over your vision, but it was permanent. And then um, I found it really hard to make eye contact with people for, okay. for about... So I just started my second year at uni and I couldn't make eye contact with anyone. And yeah. it was like, I guess I was having panic attacks, couldn't fucking um, be in like a room for a very long, intense feeling of like fear, but it was almost like a physical blow. Like you'd feel this like, almost like a, it felt like a shock, like almost like a zap in your right. brain. And then you just be like, you just feel that like flood of adrenaline and you're like, Bleh. like, I can't, it, it's like a it, And then at the same time, when it would get bad, I'd have like weird, just like, it felt like, it's almost like when some, you know when you go to like a dentist or something and they get right up close into your face or, whatever, or like an optician's and you get that weird thing of like powerlessness and it's like something, you can almost sense the movement in front of your face and then move, it's like a weird feeling I can't really describe it, it's only at the dentist ever we get it. Yeah. But it was like that. But with like, shit that was just like floating past my vision that wasn't there, right? For about six months, and I'd like see kind of like weird translucent shapes and shit, kind of just floating around my vision, like weird geometric shapes and things like. that. How long did
2: it take for that to continue happening, and then you realised that actually, uh, I, you know, I don't really know what's going on
1: here, Maybe I should do something about it. I was didn't. That- I just got somehow I got a girlfriend when that was all going on, and um, right, I went went back to her parents for Christmas and it kind of started to subside. I think, like, love kind of, and, like, not being on drugs all the time, sort of, I stopped smoking weed and no. I, was getting, I think I was getting, like, rattled on that. Someone snitched me up in halls for smoking weed. Right. And um, I was, uh, like, that I got reported for it now, like, if you ever get caught again, we're going to kick you out. And I think that just triggered me into, like, a sort of, Spiral of anxiety and whatnot. Yeah. And I well, did you continue to make your weed and holes?
2: Yeah. I mean, so I yeah. Think so I, once, once you do that, then obviously you're, you're gonna be head over the shoulder thinking like, I don't want you know. It creates another layer of anxiety. You really don't need in yeah, that scenario. It was yeah.
1: intense. And then like, um, I've gone to like this tribe of frog night. I think this is when it all first started. And basically, I'd taken like um, someone. I used to work with this like Spanish girl that was like a free party nutter. She's a bit older than me. And she sold me some two CI. not that? It's uh, just like one of them chemical research tablets, it's like you've got like 2CB and 2CIs and they're like, what yeah, of the 2CB? It's a bit like somewhere between acid and pills I guess, but I'd never taken it before and mm. it, I was like, it was about the size of a little Valium or something, like a little tiny little pill I was like, I'd give one to my mate and I was with a bunch of people I didn't really like that much so i go to this like trance night, I don't know why I'd gone, It's all like UV kind of things going on I thought it'd be fun to be tripping in there Anyway, like, I was in the queue, I was just getting more anxious about the trip starting, and then I just see this, like, weird red dot in the middle of my vision that wasn't, you know, wasn't real, and then all of a sudden go in just, like, <clears throat> hits me like a fucking ton of bricks, think I need a poo, goes to the toilet, and I'm trying to shit, I can't tell if I have shat myself or not. And I was like, my mates are why not? Because I couldn't see all those. Oh really? Because there was a red dot so... kind of like taking over your vision. Well, it, was, it was more. It just that was like the start of it. And then it was just like I was just in an explosion of colour. I couldn't really see anything. Like nothing made any sense. I was just like, oh, mm. I don't know what's going on. Couldn't actually see if I pooped myself. Couldn't tell. Couldn't trust myself. I put my hand in my boxes and was like trying to fucking see if there was shit in there. And I was like, couldn't. Nothing made to, like there's no like comprehension of what was actually going on. Mm. And my friends stand outside like, What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? But I'm like, come out, come out. And I'm like, no.
0: How
1: long do you reckon you were in there for? Probably like five minutes, man. And then basically just like fucking just ran out of the club. Couldn't happen there. Uh, and then all the fucking trees were like coming and then towering over me and I was like having like basically just having a bad trip. Yeah. And uh <coughs> It was still really early. I'm trying to make my way back to my flat. And I can't find I couldn't I could I had probably had my keys on me but I just couldn't, I was like banging on the door trying to get in, no one was in. So only still like probably about eight o'clock at night. So I went to my friend's house and their idea to calm me down at this point was to give me a gram of K Right and smoke joints with them. they like, this will help you chill out. Which didn't obviously it just made it way, way worse. Um Yeah. It's I, like I was like What's gonna help make you better? More drugs perhaps ripping the table like with my nails on this table when I like any if I, I was doing a, they gave me a piece of paper to do some drawing and I was just doing this drawing and the drawing I can't I got rid of it because I couldn't look at it it was like it mm. showed this sort of like it was just like an expression of mental distress on a page
2: Yeah,
1: and it actually made me anxious to look at it again I was like Ugh, like one of them like just this face like I did like, you destroy it? Or, yeah I had to because uh, I, I'm I, I imagine that would be well, as we say, but it might have been quite a piece of art in no, retrospect. Would, it would have been something I would give to my kids to fucking tell them to not do drugs, man, for sure. Right? Yeah. If I ever have them, but probably shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, that happened, and then fucking uh, that sort of sat with me. I think I kind of come out of it after about six months. They took about six months to get over it. <laughs> So now it's weird when you're younger, you're a bit more resilient to it. Like if it happened now, I'd probably be suicidal. I don't think I'd be able to deal with it. Like, mm. but it was so new to me. I didn't really know what was going on. But like, I still was really kind of like quite addicted to smoking weed. And I'd have like a puff, and then I'd suddenly be like, and then it would just fire me up again. And start seeing shit that wasn't there, and like.
2: How many times in three six months would you smoke a joint? Was it regular? that you smoke a weed. If or someone what? had a joint,
1: I'd, I'd probably. Be you like, wouldn't set it down. I would just find it hard. I'd have like a drag, and then instantly regret it. It's kind of like. Yeah, I've kind of always been like that, man. Yeah. I think weed's just fucking for some people, man. It's like because the stats say smoking skunk will, you know, increases the rates of psychosis. That's kind
2: of bit more of a fact. But there's also the fact that, um, as far as like other uh, mental illnesses like schizophrenia are concerned, yeah, uh, that's remained constant despite the fact that skunk use and strength has gone up. Yeah, and so it's a case of sometimes depending on the case. It, it, it's hard to know whether it is drug use or it is the fact that drug use has brought something that was inherently in the... It
1: well, brought them on quicker. It, it runs. It might mean I've got my uncle's schizophrenic, and my mum was always really worried about, uh, obviously, that guy and me going down the same route. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. I don't, I mean... What's your gut instead? Do you think you carry that gene but you manage to conquer it or...? or, I, or I wouldn't be able to say that. You know, I mean, it's, it'd be too hard to say that. I don't think you can conquer schizophrenia, I think. I no. don't think... I, I don't think but I did meet somebody along the well, along the path, who would said that his sister had had the same sort, of, basically talking about the psychosis, and it was the same thing that she was going through, and she didn't recover from it. Yeah. Um, which to me sounds like fucking hell on earth. Like Absolutely. I would have, you know, I, I wouldn't have been able to live with that, man. I mean, you'd have to be on like antipsychotics, I guess, to calm you down. But,
2: mm.
1: man, it's yeah, it's a hairy time, and then. But as I got older, obviously, like, I just got more and more comfortable with my own skin. And I think that's kind of a lot why they've sort of simmered down, them sort of mm. things. I don't really... I had, like, as I said, panic attacks. That was a big thing for me for a long time. Had, Do you think that comes in hand with the psychosis or is it a different animal? What's the, what's the deal there? I think it's just all drug-related, man. Anxiety, just lots of little things that you don't deal with. Acts like an idiot all the time. Um... Just lots of stuff that piles up over the over the course of time, you know. Like you, uh, you, you kind of just, you think you're invincible when you're young, don't you? And then you just keep keep going, and you think it's gonna just be fine. And then it, I think basically i have done like, I, you know, i done a, a lot of hallucinogenics and that, and like smoked DMT and done all them things, and like, I think after I think it was Easter that I got my panic attacks after that fucking acid trip, and uh, that was just like if I'd I'd have them pretty much I was taking drugs like pretty often still Mm. funny but I was like addicted that's the thing I was like doing them but knowing that it was going to make me feel bad still I just couldn't in the book that I go down as one of the symptoms of addiction right when you know it's bad for you but you can't help yourself it was horrible and like I'm just trying to fucking slow down and then I'd be like you know, I'd have, like, again, it's that thing of just false habit. It's like smoking, you know? Once you've had a beer, you pick up a fag, even if you quit, you can still just be, you're straight back into smoking fags again. Yeah. Or you have one time where it's good and you don't have any anxiety whatsoever and you're, and you're like, oh, I can do this again. Yeah, And then yeah, you start yeah. doing it again and the next thing you know, you're fucking waking up in the middle of the night with heart palpitations, sweating, fucking not being able to breathe and thinking you're dying.
0: I think with
1: tattooing, with that as my job, um, there's a lot of anxiety based on that because you've got something permanently putting on someone. So I was drinking quite a bit to kind of counteract that anxiety, You'd kind of null, null it for a bit, you know, numb it all down. Yeah. But obviously, when you're not on the booze, it comes back again. The same if you take like Valium, calm yourself down. When you're not on Valium, it's, it's it comes back like twice as hard almost. So you have to, you kind of like constantly have to just be on drugs to sort of mm. or drunk. And uh, it just got to a point where I'd just be sculling beers. Like, I mean, I put on about a stone when it was happening from drinking so much because I'd, I'd literally as soon as I get a tremor of you know when it's coming, yeah. my thing to do would just be neck beer like or cider or whatever, just whatever you can get down you as quicker as fast as you can. Mm. Um, and usually by the third one, I'm like, I can stand up and fucking function again. I was in a really rough patch with my missus at the time. And then it led me to, like, it led me to a very dark place because I was, like, in my head, I was, like, there's no... I'd gone to the doctors, they put me on propranolol for panic attacks, but I'm asthmatic, so basically I couldn't have an inhaler and take this stuff and beta blockers increase your your asthma, which would also then make me anxious, which mm. was kind of, like, it, it was, like, this vicious cycle, man. I couldn't deal with it. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and I, I was pretty much certain I was going to fucking end it I was like I can't I can't do it anymore do you know what I mean I was like I can't right. live like this I was gonna I was like planning in my head how I was gonna kill myself or what I was gonna do to like because I just I was like if I'm like this forever yeah then what else is gonna happen
2: there's yeah. no point in living man
1: it's too what much. was the turning point then um or was one? was it just a slow progression into a better place weirdly enough like I was I mean I was around everything all the time that was the problem and when it's so available you just, you, it's so hard to say no. You know. When we say yeah, what we are talk, talking packet, and we talking Kat, Kat, anything. Yeah. But, I mean, cat never really like cat. <laughs> cat was always something that I. I stopped taking coke. I used to do quite a lot of gear with my ex missus and I think I I used to turn real savage afterwards. Like the down would make me really aggressive, and like didn't really have that. I mean, it t- made me made me probably made her aggressive as well. But like, I was like, it was more of a problem with me than her. And I kind of just got fed up with doing it and like, all my friends were doing it all the time and I kind of like would go to house parties and everyone was sniffing and I was just like, I'd just take cat instead. Mm. So I'd still be having my fun but yeah. I'd just be like a fucking jellyhead but like, not in the room basically while they're all fucking yabbering on at each other. Basically
2: anesthetizing yourself to what the surroundings were. Yeah. Wait, is, that, is that something to be said for the quality of cat is in the opposite <laughs> and you know, it's not a recommendation, but at the end they, because it is an anaesthetic, and, and if you're, if someone with your, you know, conditions, it is, it can be a really soft,
1: cushiony, oh, something to fall back on, it's so, in cases, of,
2: yeah, but yeah, valium. valium but you
1: trip a bit basically, isn't it? Valium and cat man, like the two of them together, that was like, the kind of like, go-to to like, numb everything out, Yeah. but I, I then, one day I did, I did too much cat, and I woke up with like, I think for the first, time, obviously people had, I never was doing, I mean, I was never doing, like, more than, like, a gram, which, yeah, it's still a lot, but it's not, yeah. like, it's not really, like...
2: There are worse. There are, yeah. yeah.
1: I've seen people, you know, doing fucking gram lines. I wouldn't be doing that. So am I. Um, but, yeah, it got to a point, where like, I was just, like, I started physically feeling the effects of the drugs, like, negative side effects yeah. on my body, and that, with cat, as much as anything, it's, like... Coke, you know, it's your heart that you notice, and you fucking with booze, it'd be like your kidneys and your liver if you drunk too much. Cigarettes, it's your fucking wheeziness with cat, it's like your bladder. Doesn't feel painful, but you just feel it. That would be like a bit of a deterrent to do it, because I'm like, then I'm getting anxious.
0: If you're a fan of all things geeky, you're going to love Con Sessions,
2: a brand new podcast by comedian Matt Highton and myself, Beck Hill, where we interview your favourite cult heroes at Comic-Cons all across the world. We've got stars from Star Wars, Harry Potter, The Walking Dead and more. Make sure you tune in soon to Con Sessions.
0: Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
1: Brand 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 club. Club. I mean, everyone has anxiety, but just in varying levels, I think. Mm. Depends how much a fucking mess your life is, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> To be honest, but... Um, but yeah, no, it just...
2: <laughs> there's another thing else. so you're saying you know, you'd be drinking a lot in order to kind of combat those uh, those those sensations yeah. of anxiety and stuff um, I'm sure for me and for many others the anxiety comes perhaps in, during a hangover when you're like oh. oh what have I done what have I said mm. and how uh, embarrassing why that had been
1: well then I'd just start drinking again
2: ok right so as soon it, as
1: I got up so whilst it might have been a short term fix in oh. long term it was you know not well, good, I, was, yeah. I could I'd mean, just getting sloppy man I was like I was drinking like fucking I'd wake up and then, I wouldn't maybe have a drink straight away, but I'd be wary of even having a coffee in the morning, and then I'd like, you know, pretty early on in the day, I remember being called out by people being like, are you starting already?" And you're like, it's one. And they're like, yeah, it's one. Like, yeah, like, yeah, have some lunch. <laughs> like, nah, like fucking skull free beers or whatever, and I'm fine, I feel good again. I'm like, able to function.
2: Yeah.
1: But, um... Where do you feel like you're at now? Do you feel like... I feel, I feel all right. I mean, I've got... I'm still fucking anxious. I still, you know, there's times when I can't sleep and there's times when I can't, you know, I don't want to see people. I I remove myself. I'm a bit more cautious of like, I'm a a bit more self-aware of situations now, though. That's the one thing. So say, for example, you've got everyone, it's when people have kind of like run out of steam, you know, like on a night and you sort of see the conversation start to break down a bit and you're like, this is when everyone picks up. Yeah that's when everyone starts getting, like, let's get back in. And then that's. it's almost like when the nights kind of hit, it's almost like its peak, then the drugs have to come in to kind of keep it going. And I think now it's like, I'll be a bit more, try and take myself away, eat better, sleep more, mm. just take more care of yourself, you know what I mean? Club, club. I remember my friend telling me, you can't see past the end of your own nose. You don't know what's going on, you haven't even asked what's going on in my life. And I'm there like, yeah, actually was right. So self-involved with my own mental health and that. And I was like, it's true, man. And then you sort of, by not being on drugs and not having all those things going on, you do get that clarity. And then you're like, there's other people that need my help now. And you can give back something to them. Went to see my schizophrenic uncle for the first time in nearly 10 years, which was, again, like a bit of an eye-opener for me. I think at this age, like he was fully fully locked up in a secure unit by the time he was my age. And, um, yeah, you, you, you do sort of think about it. Like, you know, I'm obviously a bit of a nutcase in some respects. I've always had, you know, to, to be doing the things that I do for fun, it's like, you've got to be able to have a bit of a screw loose. Crime, 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 Crime,
0: club, 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 Crime, 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 club, 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 club,
1: Crime, 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 Basically, yeah, first day get nicked and um my mate's just like, right, cool. I didn't have any money on me. They're like, You can pay hundred and fifty pound fine now or you can do a night in the sales. I was like, Alright Um So they nick me anyway, put take me to the sales. My mate turns up with the money, but that gets me out of there and then obviously I'm there for another Still, obviously, I was there for six weeks, but now with three hundred pounds, it's now down to one hundred and fifty. <laughs> First day, without buying or a single thing, I'm just like, oh man! How did you get by for the rest of the time? Were you uh, um, running some kind of black market operation? Yeah, so we were stealing bikes. Um, my friend was like, help! We, we basically you, you can. Use everyone's these... got a fucking
2: bike, there, Everyone's it? got a bike. But you
1: can. We were nicking bikes and selling gear, basically. Um, if you're nicking,
2: if you're running an operation nicking bikes in Amsterdam. I know. I know it's quite easy to nick because no one we'll fucking knocks them up because everyone's <laughs> got one. So who are
1: you? are you flogging them to? Once you nick them? Well, I, I don't. I didn't Know any of the people? I was just like just helping out, so I just followed my mate around, and um, we'd use like the like a little key for like a sardine tin. You could take out certain some of the locks out, and then yeah, we'd do that, and then kind of like flog them for cheap, and that would just be like a little bit. How cheap you talking? Like, you want to get rid of them quickly, so like fucking like twenty euros. Twenty euros, right? yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> who's, and then, buy,
2: who's buying them for twenty euros? Just
1: fucking, I think just mates and stuff, really. For him, just like anybody he knew he knew he sold drugs there, so he knew loads of people. And then we're also selling cocaine to this graphic designer guy, and we're picking it's up one, client. one or two, yeah. <clears and throat> we're Picking up off this fucking, we're picking up off this absolute fucking nutcase. Remember when we when we got the gear one time? We got on um, the two guys. I knew one of them. I'd already been introduced to them maybe a week before, and so me and my friend get on the back of these scooters, and they both got the helmets on when they pick us up, and like uh, we're driving to go to his flat to get this gear, and. Uh, <laughs> like the guy I'm with, I've, I know, so I'm kind of like, I trust him, whatever, sort of, well, enough to get on the back of his bike. So we drive down to this gaff At the same time, my friend's on the back of his bike, and he's saying, he says to me, like, afterwards, like, the guy's obviously not well, like, who's driving him. And he's like, talking about, like, killing himself and shit while he's on the bike, and how he's like, freaking out, and then, like, driving like an absolute nutcase. My friend's like- oh. Hang on, so
2: he's driving the bike and you get your mates on the back and he's saying casually, well- The, the, the guy who's driving- He must be saying it quite loudly because obviously the noise of the yeah. fucking motor is- Driving, gonna, driving he's towards by the way, and He's by shit. the way, I'm considering killing myself.
1: Yeah, driving yeah. in towards traffic and shit as well. Fucking hell. And um, so basically we get to the fucking house and they both take off their helmets off and I'm not joking, their jaws are swinging. And I'm like, fuck's sake. And obviously we didn't know before we got on the bikes that they're both fucking, both on pills. And gear as well at the same time, and I was just like, "Oh man!" Like both of us could have easily come off. Like it was mm. hairy as fuck. Get into his flat. Obviously, pay, give him some money or whatever for his coke. And he's we're on the top floor, and he's closing all these fucking curtains to do this deal. And I'm just like, "This guy's, you yeah. know, he's, he's not having it." I mean, we, we, I think we must have ticked it, and then had to pay him back. I think that was the thing because he got sectioned. Um, the day after we paid him back, and I was like, Man, if we only waited like another day, we would have been busy. We got sections the day after you paid it back? Yeah, yeah, oh, so bad. it was, it was peak, really, because we could have uh, so had a bit more money, but um, <laughs> like, yeah, it was, it was horrible. But um, what we were doing is then splitting the gram. It was, I mean, it was horrible, it was ratty moves, but we were splitting the gram in half and then selling this guy grams, and then he'd invite us in to do the coke with him, so we'd do that, so we were just getting geared up for free, basically. And then we'd sell the other half to some, like to someone else, and then basically making twice the money. Just Who's this graphic designer that's getting rinsed? He must be a bit. Of a, was he a nice bloke? But yeah, sounds yeah. quite nice. But he must have been a bit of a bit of a div. Yeah, I think he probably was. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know for a fact that yeah, my friend hasn't got the best. Um, I don't know if he's got the best track record anymore for for dealing. I think he's a bit, a little bit slimy, but. Mm. <laughs> It's all good fun. You, you know will I mean? get that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it got
2: me through, you know. In a, in a previous episode, I referred to um, the fact that I got nicked in Croatia, but I, I, I edited it out because um, I think there wasn't time for it, but I'll tell you that story now. Basically, I was in the Hideout Festival 2012. It was about to become called cool, this festival. a bait, I should say. Um, loads of fucking massive blokes, massive, like, hats, like, classic house heads, and me and my weedy fucking mates just there, like, <laughs> perving over all the fit birds. And... Um, but we're in the festival, and my mate, I'm holding out a card for mate to do a line of K off, and uh, out of nowhere, hands on the back of my head, hands someone standing on my feet, and and my arms been taken out, and they like, and this these these, these old bill basically crazy old bill, and they they chuck me in the back of a van, and um, and they, because I was holding the card, they thought I was dealing, because because the it doing off my card or so it must have looked like, and they said oh, I'm dealing, so I'm the boy they want to try and knit. So they take me to the police station, I'm waiting there. So they take me back to the flat door to get my passport and all my documents so they can properly fucking charge me and yeah, shit. Yeah. I'm wait- waiting to be processed in the cell with loads of people. There's this really old, there's a 50 year old grey haired English spoken there. It's very funny. He's got this app on his phone which translates his English into Croatian. And there's like there's like a very, there's a very stern copper like looking after us all. And uh, he's like saying you are a handsome policeman again. It's translated as Croatian. He's like saying. It's kind of, I'm, I'm kind of cheering up now. I'm thinking like right, this is going to be fucked. I'm like talking to other people that like what you're looking at is probably a court appearance and, like next week and you're going to get fined by about a grand probably. Um, but fun. eventually, after about an hour or so, my turn comes, I'm being processed, and uh, there's like a superintendent's office or whatever, and uh, someone hands him an envelope, and in the envelope is the scrapings of ket. But they've taken off this card, really minuscule amount of drugs. And he looks at it and goes, oh, f- f- fuck it, kind of thing, in Croatian or whatever, and uh, says, You can go. And I'm, I'm like, oh, brilliant, trying to shake his hand. He's like, no fuck off they're like alright I'm going to walk back to the festival I'm, I'm late at this point obviously because I thought I was facing a bit like I had to come back to Croatia for a fucking court hearing and get fined a grand a euro or something and um, so I'm, I'm so gassed I'm walking I'm like fuck it it's about two miles I walk to the festival but one of the plainclothes policemen who was in the police station in the, like next to the cell while I was waiting to be processed he, and he was a proper sound guy as so well he rocks up in his fucking car but next to me just down the road from the police station like, Do you know he lost I was like no I know where I'm going mate he's like where are you going? I was like, I'm going back to the festival. He's like, all right, get in. I'll give you a lift. So I'm in his car now. I'm in the front seat. We're driving through the main town, Navalia, and people think he's a taxi. Normal unmarked car. English couple like knock on the window trying to get in. He's like, all right, fuck it, get in. They get in the back. Drive. <laughs> they think he's a taxi. He hasn't said anything to them. Zooming along the fucking motorway down to the festival. <laughs> stops off to get some petrol, which probably hands me his belt, which has a gun in it. Yeah? <laughs> and previously, when we were wait- when I was waiting to be processed, someone kept on singing can't touch this da, 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 da. Someone, someone had it on their phone or some shit it was dark. Someone, someone was playing it and so he hands me his belt and points at the gun and says don't touch this or can't touch this or something and I start cracking up anyway he goes in fills the car up goes to pay for the petrol I get the gun out I just start twirling it around at the back there's two people in the back are going what the fuck is going on this is mad <laughs> he gets it back in I'm like yeah he's playing clothes but he's a, he's a top bloke go back to the festival I find my mates literally as soon as I walk in and have a decent night perfect <laughs> I was to my dad's mate. I was in the pub with my dad and his mate, and um, his mate was was from uh, Rochdale. I lived in Rochdale for a while. I've been to Rochdale for another child on the way date and um, he was saying that he, uh, he knew a sketchy bloke, uh, kind of drug dealer type bloke, and um, and he'd get quite paranoid and stuff. And he, but he was in his flat, and he it on his own, and he just had this buzzing, this like chirruping, like me, and he couldn't work out where so it was. Half an hour, he like started checking all his appliances, like what the coming from. I about half an hour, he would notice that it's this fucking uh, pylon outside his house it's just buzzing, yeah, and he's and he's like, oh, it's up there. He goes outside, climbs it, he's like, yep, yeah, it's definitely that. He climbs back down, he gets an axe from his fucking, <laughs> he gets an axe from his house and just chops the pylon down and it falls down and the buzzing stops and he goes to bed and nothing ever fucking happened about it. It's Crime Club, you fucking back to front. Shout out to B-Cups, talking very lucidly there about the psychotic experience, not to mention anxiety and panic attacks. Takes more bollocks to talk about that than anything else. A so huge respect to him. Hope he continues to tread with a steadier toe in the future. Are you mental? We'd love to hear from you. Crime Club Podcast at gmail.com. Next week, the cyclist is back with more tales from the Near East, which includes surviving a bum-rape attempt and bullshitting a muller. It's tasty. Buy my merch, you Herbert.
0: Whoa, <laughs> <inaudible> oh, baby, buy some crime Buy some crime club
1: merch. We got tank tops, jumpers, and bags.
0: Buy a tank top. Get a merch. Uh-oh, oh, baby. Get a Fucking tank top. Get, on Get it all now. Get your your tank top at www.podcastmerch.co.uk GreatBigOwl.com Trolled from Great Big Owl, Tracy ann Oberman interviews celebrities about their
2: experiences of abuse online. If you want to sit in a room and talk to another fellow sitting in his
1: room and have an argument, that's fine too. Or oh, you can not do that. On trains. I had to get on the train and this woman hit me in the back and said, you're an arsehole.
2: And on a bus.
0: And I think it's weird that you would suggest that a woman is so ugly to get sex when you basically look like a potato. <laughs> All that and more. That's Trolled with Tracy Ann Oberman from Great Big Al. Out now.